So the incremental upgrade here is not just to have that affirmation or new belief, but rather to make a point to search for it and prove to ourselves that those things are true. Welcome to the Incremental Upgrade. I'm your host, Jen Gray, and I know what it's like to feel frustrated when things aren't quite working out the way you had in mind. Luckily, I figured out that big changes come one small win at a time, and mindset makes everything easier. Whether you're creating something new or releasing something that no longer serves you, I can relate. And it's such a good feeling to let it all unfold one inspired action at a time. So that's what I have for you. Something simple you can do for your healthy, happy life today. Well, hello and welcome to the Incremental Upgrade Podcast. Welcome back to my returning friends. And if this is your very first time tuning in, awesome. I'm super happy you're here today. Uh, And also a very special welcome to my friends on the other side of the pond from my book club, which largely inspired me to take the plunge on this podcast. Hi, Sally Ann, Sarah, Katrina, and Emer. I hope I pronounced that correctly. And I'm super, super happy that you're here today. So thank you all so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Jen Gray. And my incremental upgrade of the day today is that I made a new friend, which was also an exercise in overcoming self-doubt for me and ended up being such a blessing because I've pretty much wanted to be friends with this person since the beginning of the school year. We used to stand next to each other in the morning car line letting the kids into the school, and she just had the most radiant, joyful presence that was just inspiring to be around and made me think, I want to be her friend, but then I felt this self-doubt creeping in that, well, why would she want to be friends with me? She's obviously very extroverted. She seems very social and very friendly. She probably has a million friends already. How would I even ask her to be my friend? But I felt like a kid on the playground who was wanting to ask somebody to play with them because I've joked on this show before that... I am 36 years old and don't know what I want to be when I grow up, but that I do know how I want to be. And when I looked at her, I thought that is how I want to be. That is the presence I want to have. That's the impact I want to have on other people. And so what I decided to do was to ask her if I could interview her like I had done for several of my friends in starting this podcast, which was just one of the most very fun things I've ever done in my whole life. And thankfully, she said yes. And that whole interview was so amazing and inspiring, more than I can even get into today. But something that really surprised me was that when I asked her about her biggest setbacks, she pointed to insecurity and not feeling good enough around her appearance, which was just shocking. It was truly shocking to me because this is one of the most radiantly beautiful women I know, naturally beautiful, impeccably dressed. And so In one way, I was shocked to hear her say that she felt that level of self-doubt, but then I also found it almost a little bit comforting in a way because she was not the only person who had brought that up to me. And I noticed that when I was interviewing other friends previously this summer, and these were the most inspiring, successful women that I knew personally, almost all of them said that some sort of negative self-talk or self-doubt had either held them back 
from something that they were doing super successfully now or was actively holding them back from something that they wanted to create in the future. And I relate to this especially hard right now because in starting this podcast, I majorly felt those self-doubts creeping in, right? These thoughts like, well, who are you to start a podcast? Who are you to talk about personal development? Other people have podcasts already. Other people already have personal development podcasts. Why would anybody care what you want to say? And this is not the first time that I have had this experience with self-doubt. Pretty much every time I have been on the brink of creating something new or wanting something new, I've always felt this level of self-doubt that for me has manifested into procrastinating, nervous habits, worries and you know thoughts that just don't feel good and in realizing how many of my friends are relating to this I thought that's what we need to talk about today. So in today's episode I'm hoping first of all to give you I guess a little solidarity in knowing that the most inspiring women I know and probably that you know as well are experiencing this as an issue. And so to that end, I have a three-step technique that I've been using for years that has really helped me shift from the black cloud chronic level of self-doubt that kept me feeling stuck in various states of unhappiness for a really long time into what's more of an acute experience with self-doubt where I feel like I'm generally in a good place, but then I will feel these little intrusive self-doubt thoughts cropping up. So the bad news is that I don't know that self-doubt ever really goes away, that I don't, I don't think anyone gets to the point where we think, okay, I'm perfect now, I don't have limiting beliefs anymore, right? because if at any point we are trying to create some sort of change in our lives or we have some sort of goal that we're going after, our ego is always going to try to keep us comfortable and keep us in the same place by showing us these little doubts saying, hey, you know, don't you want to stay where you are? Isn't it more comfortable here? And we really have to work through those things if we want to make it to the greener grass on the other side. So I'm excited to share that technique with you, but also a shortcut version to kind of take the edge off when you're in an overall good place, but just feel the little sneaky self-doubts, right? Those little worries or procrastinating or nervous habits, right? Where you just feel that thought and you want to turn it around in that moment so that you can feel more aligned with how you want to feel and keep it from devolving back into that full-on black cloud territory. So the purpose of this exercise is to help us notice where our limiting beliefs are creating self-doubt and replace it with a more empowering one. And then this is the key part, which is to teach ourselves to truly believe that that new belief is true because our beliefs become our feelings, which become our thoughts, which become our actions, right? So this is a really important onion to peel if we want to feel like we're making progress on being in a better place, whatever that means to us at the time. And when I say new beliefs, That might be something we think of now as affirmations, and I am all for affirmations. They are a part of my life, but the problem with just affirmations is that in just repeating them, we might not feel like those things are true, especially if the reality that we want is super far away from the reality that we have. So if you're in a place where I once was where you're feeling absolutely miserable in some area of your life, if you're telling yourself, I'm happy, I'm successful, it it doesn't resonate as being true. And so it just basically bounces right off your subconscious. 
So the incremental upgrade here is to not just have that affirmation or new belief, but rather to make a point to search for it and prove to ourselves that those things are true, right? Because our brains are little search engines, but they are filtering our experiences to prove that our beliefs are true, whatever they are. So the challenge to us then becomes to reset our filter accordingly and really notice anything we can find that supports the fact that the belief that we want, the experience we want to have is true. So that backstory said, here's what this might look like from a practical standpoint. In episode one, the very first clarity question we ever did together kind of set the foundation for this practice in looking at identifying and noticing that the problem is not the problem. And what I mean by that is our, our clarity question that day was to notice where the limiting beliefs are, to notice where the obstacles are, at least in your mind, and to realize that those things often aren't even true. So for example, in saying, what I really want is blank, the problem is blank. So for example, some ways that this has come up for me in the past that we looked at in our first couple full-length episodes where you know what I really want is to lose weight, the problem is I keep gaining weight no matter what I do. Or in episode three, what I really want is to spend more fully present time with my daughter. The problem is I'm so busy and I don't have time to do anything. So step one is to notice the disempowering story that's there that's telling you why you can't have the thing that you want and then to realize that that problem probably isn't really true. So if it doesn't feel good, if the thought doesn't feel good, it's not true. So that's step one, realize the problem's not true. Step two is to then figure out what is true. And this might take a little bit of massaging, right? It might take a little bit of editing because you want to find a new thought that actually does feel true to you. So if the rainbows and sunshine reality is a little too far from where you are right now to affirm that everything is perfect and awesome and great, which I think is pretty much always going to be the case, then the challenge then becomes to identify the next little incremental upgrade thought, something that actually does feel like we could accept it as a reality. Know that this is always allowed to adjust. It's allowed to change. It's allowed to grow with you, right? That can grow incrementally too. So you're just trying on new thoughts, new beliefs, just trying those on for size. And then step three, and this is the most important one when it comes to overcoming the self-doubt, which is to find evidence to support those beliefs. So in preparing for this episode, I actually dug out a lot of my old journals and was looking through the journey that I'd taken over the past seven years or so where I was at kind of the height of my most depressed and anxious place and feeling just really stuck in a lot of areas of my life. I went in full deep dive mode on this practice and it was really transformative for me. And so I looked at the journey that happened between starting with one belief, working with it for a long time, and then upgrading to the next belief and the next and the next. And while it's quite humbling to share some of these examples with you, it's something that I found so helpful that I feel like it would be kind of selfish to keep it to myself. So for example, one of the problems that I had worked with was saying to myself, well, what I really want is to restart my business. This was in 2016 at this point. What I really want is to restart my business so I can move out and start the next chapter of my life. The problem is I don't have time and nothing I do is ever good enough. And 
in some ways it made me really sad to to read that, but it also made me really happy because I felt like making a point to to work through a more empowering thought really paid off for me in the long run. So the new belief that I chose to work on to replace that disempowering thought, that self-doubting thought was my imperfect contributions make the world a better place and unlock even greater levels of possibility in my life. And I think I could have said that to myself all day long and it would not have been as transformative as if I were not looking for evidence that that was true. So at the time, I was writing everything down, everything I could think of that supported that belief that my imperfect contributions were making things better for me, I was writing it down. So for example, and some of these are kind of funny now, but I wrote, my old videos are the most embarrassing things ever created, but a lot of people said they helped them overcome PCOS. Or I didn't mop or vacuum today, but my house is still clutter-free and it's clean enough for me. Or my new Shutterfly album has a typo in it, but it's still a beautiful collection of memories. I forgot to wear the bracelet my friend gave me to her wedding, but we still had a wonderful time. And almost all my work events in my previous career had some sort of catastrophe. But out of that came some great friendships with my colleagues that I still have to this day. And this went on for pages and pages and pages of single-spaced, tiny handwriting. I'm not going to read them all to you, of course, and bore you to tears. But the point is just to point out that we're looking for things either past or present that support the new belief. So this was a good one to go through for getting through that feeling of being just paralyzed by perfectionist tendencies, which is something that I am definitely still working on, or feeling like you are just not good enough in some way, not good enough to do something you want to do or have something you want to have or be something you want to be. Once I moved into a phase of feeling more ready to restart my career at that point, because I'd been a stay-at-home mom for several years at that time, I then felt some more specific doubts popping up before I started my first podcast. So if you have a side hustle in mind that you'd like to start and you're thinking, well, you know, who am I to start this blog or write this book or have this business or whatever it might be, you know, other people have already done that thing or I don't know enough people, my voice is too deep. This was definitely something that I encountered when I was editing the first couple episodes of this podcast. I was like, oh my gosh, did Darth Vader come in here and body snatch me while I was trying to record? Like, why does my voice sound like that? So maybe this is one that I need to revisit because what I said at the time was what I really want is to start a podcast. The problem is that I'm not a good speaker. And the belief that I chose to focus on instead was I communicate with clarity, confidence, and connection. And this doubt about my speaking ability was so intense for me at the time that I really had to kind of search the proverbial couch cushions on this one, right? I mean, emails, phone calls, meetings, I was including all of it, anything that went even remotely well, where I felt like I had expressed myself clearly. So for example, some of the things I wrote down, I gave my video editor a clear explanation of what I was looking for, and I felt confident and relaxed in my meeting today, or my post in my mastermind group was concise and to the point, and my email to to Victor was clear, confident, and helpful. And this went on and on and on and on for pages and pages and pages until I really felt like it was true and I was ready to peel back the onion and not only start that first podcast, but also work on the next layer, which was feeling like I was not good enough from a parenting perspective. 
So when I wanted to feel more present as a parent, the belief I was working with was I'm her example of motherhood and strength. And beneath that, I listed every positive interaction we had until I felt like I really could accept that, yes, I'm a good mom. I have a wonderful relationship with my daughter now. I don't have to doubt that anymore. And then watching it evolve over time when I came to this place of a very deep sadness around my primary relationship at home, the belief I worked with at that time was that I'm surrounded by love. And I listed every thoughtful gesture, every nice text, every rainbow I saw on the sprinklers, every hummingbird. If someone so much as smiled at me at that point, I was counting it. And then finally, when I knew deep down that I wanted a divorce, but the problem was, or the problem that I was telling myself was that I didn't think I could make it on my own. So at that point, I then had to look for evidence that I'm constantly attracting relationships that nurture my highest, most authentic self. And so on that page, I was listing every helpful person in my life that I could think of, past or present, every referral I'd ever received, everyone who'd shared something we'd worked on together, every positive outcome that came from those things, every review that came for my first podcast, every client I had, anything I could think of to remind me that not only was I capable of creating the results I wanted, but also that I was not going through life alone. And since then, one of the biggest self-doubts that has come up for me since that time is limitations that I feel around money. Because especially becoming a single parent And being fully self-employed at the time, which was a choice that I made in order to have the flexibility to spend as much time with her as I wanted to, that was a really scary thing. And there were some times where the business was really successful and I felt very secure. And there were other times where the business was not very successful. And that created a lot of fear and scarcity for me around money. So one of the beliefs that I have been working with for years is money flows to me in all sorts of amazing, miraculous ways, right? Just noticing that, yes, I'm grateful for every piece of income I have, but also there are other things that are helping me out. Like if I received a discount on some sort of service, I was noticing that as a way that money flows to me in all sorts of amazing, miraculous ways. If somebody helped me with something that otherwise would have costed money, I counted that. If I was selling something on OfferUp, that counts. And so all of the, and just noticing all of these examples of how money has flown to me in, am- in amazing, miraculous ways has kept it flowing to me in amazing, miraculous ways. And that's such a fun and interesting topic for me that I would love to revisit that in a future episode. But since I know that's something that a lot of us are working on, I thought I would bring it up for today's purposes if you are feeling self-doubt uh, when it comes to the experience you're having with money. So whatever it is that you're working through, a quick quick recap of this self-doubt crushing technique is step one to identify that what I really want is blank, the problem is blank, right? Just notice your gut response objection to why you can't have that thing, there's no right or wrong answer. And then step two, also notice that that's not true and replace it with an affirmation that does feel true, right? Knowing that you can incrementally upgrade it 
over time. You can massage, you can edit, you can adjust, right? But something short and simple that does feel true as a replacement. And then step three is to really cultivate and reinforce that belief by finding the evidence that you can to support that it's true and recording as much of it as possible because our brains are search engines and our brains are filters. And the more you find, the more you find until one day you're like, oh yeah, uh, of course I'm surrounded by love. Yeah, of of course I'm a great mom. Of course I'm a great communicator. Of of course money flows to me in all sorts of amazing, miraculous ways. And the plus side of writing this all down is that when you have pages and pages and pages of evidence that this belief is true, it becomes this tangible visual that, yes, I know this is true because I have pages and pages of, of evidence to prove that it is. So the pro of doing it this way is that you have that tangible cue that, yes, I have cultivated this belief enough. I have all this evidence in case I ever need to revisit it and remind myself that this belief is true. The maybe downside, if you are a busy person like me, is that you might not always have time for that. You might not always remember. So the shortcut version is to just notice it in your mind and just spend a second or two with that thought that, hey, I'm noticing this thing I did that proves that I'm a great mom. Hey, I'm noticing that I look great in this outfit. Hey, I'm noticing this improvement in my relationship. I'm noticing this great thing that happened at work because of this relationship I have with one of my coworkers or you know whatever the self-doubt might be. Just noticing it will still make a difference, I promise. And there's no set amount of time that you need to spend on this practice. There are no rules around how long you have to work with each belief. It really depends on the discomfort that you are experiencing, right? The more uncomfortable you are, the more the self-doubt is holding you back from something you really want. The darker the black cloud is, the more relief you will get from spending more time on it. But if it's just a little intrusive thought, you might get enough relief by sitting down with this one time and thinking through as many examples as you can think of off the top of your head in one sitting, and that might be enough to take the edge off. Or for the more deep-seated, more uncomfortable beliefs, you might be finding a piece of evidence a day for months before you feel like you're ready to move on from that. There's no right or wrong way, but it really is truly transformational over time to train your brain to be that filter for the things that you want and to be that search engine for the things that you want to be true to support the reality that you're trying to create and not let those self-doubts talk you out of it. So that's our homework today, which is to create either a page in your journal or a note on your phone, whatever works best for you, noticing that the problem is not the problem, right? That it's not true. Replacing that with a more empowering belief, which can also serve as an affirmation. And then step three, which is your clarity question today, which is what evidence do I have that this empowering belief is true? Jot down as many examples as you can think of off the top of your head. And you can add to that as often as needed until it feels true. You can revisit it as much as necessary after you feel like you're ready to move on. But just notice it as much as you can and notice how good it feels to feel like what you want is true. One of the thoughts that I've been focusing on right now is I try to notice instances of courage. I try to notice instances of strength. And when I'm taking my gratitude walk in the morning, I'll think, you know, I'm so grateful for the courage I had to do this. I'm so grateful for the strength I had to do that. 
because that practice and that thought process has really helped me feel better around moving through the self-doubt that's come up for me around starting this new project. And I hope that whatever it is that you are trying to create or release, that it will serve you in that way as well. So if you enjoyed today's episode and you'd like to continue this conversation and keep incrementally upgrading these things together, then I would absolutely love it if you would subscribe to the Incremental Upgrade podcast. Maybe leave it a quick review if you feel like this episode has served you today. That really does make such a difference and words of affirmation are definitely my love language. But even if you don't have time to actually write a review, just leaving five stars would really, really mean a lot to me if you enjoyed today's episode. I'm definitely looking forward to peeling the next layer of the onion on this practice and also to seeing you next week. Our next episode is going to be all about incrementally upgrading mornings, about de-stressing mornings, which has been something that we have been working on in this house on school mornings for quite a while, and I feel like we've made enough progress on it that I'm excited to share it with you. So in the meantime, thanks again so much for tuning in today. I really hope this episode served you in some way today, and I am truly, truly grateful that you chose to tune in. Thanks again. Bye for now. Thanks again for tuning in today. Did you like this episode? If so, I'd love if you shared it with a friend. You can also subscribe to get new episodes automatically and share your thoughts in a quick review. Before you go, check out the show notes below for links to all the resources we talked about today, including your first human design consult free at jennnger